0: Okay, we are in a safer Ezra Perik, Vov Pasuk Yudgimel Edayan Tatnai Pahat Averhanahar. And we saw yesterday that King Daryavesh institutes a very uh, deep investigation as to where the original proclamation of Koresh was that gave permission for the Jews to go and build their temple where it was. It's not in the archives in Persia where you would expect it to be. It turns out after a lengthy search, it's in some obscure library in Medea, hidden in a pouch, and he discovers it, and of course, the Mepharshim suspect that it was deliberately hidden there, perhaps by Haman uh, or his sons, in the intervening 18 years between the original proclamation. So now Daryovish springs into action. He writes his own proclamation to uh, Tatnai, the satrap of Trans Euphrates, and his assistant, Bosnai, and everyone else. And it goes far beyond what Koresh even instituted. As we're going to see, everything is to be given to Bnei Yisrael out of the treasury expenses and out of the taxes, down to the salt that they're to use for Carbonos, the daily needs to give Carbonos in the Beis Hamikdash. Um, moreover, no one, is to interfere with the construction of that temple or with the Jews operating that temple. Anyone who does so does so on the forfeiture of his life, which again goes far beyond anything Koresh had said. So now he transmits that letter, the proclamation, and the text of Koresh's original order to Tatnoy and to Boznai, and we pick that up in Yud Gimel, a daiyan Tatnoy Pakat Evanahora Shasa Boznai Ulik Novashon Lekabel dishola Yovesh Malka Kinema Asaprana ofdu. So now Tatnoy and Boznai and their cohorts receive Jayovesh's message and they act with haste. Uh, they move. They move with extreme alacrity, according to the contents of the message. Whatever he said, you will recall that Rashi had said these two were really enemies. Malbin says no, because if you look at the transaction, even when they're writing back to determine the Jews' right to build their temple, they don't stop them from doing it. The investigation goes on, uh, but the construction goes on as well. So now, they sleep into action. Uh, so now the Jews built and are extremely successful um, in building it. And this came across through the prophecy of um Haggai, who we saw, sent them back previously without even consulting the king as to be, can we renew um, the order to start? Start, he said. So he, they, too, were very influential. Chagai of Zechariah, Ubino Mintam eli Yisrael, and from the Kaddish uh, Baruch Hu, and from Koresh uh, Daryovesh, Ra'atach we're not sure who it is. Most Mephorshim agree it's another name for Daryovish. It was the generic name for the kings of Persia, and it just mentions him twice. Some say it may be another king called Ash-Tashto who went along with the uh, construction. Uh, but in any event, they are three of them, and the unfortunate you that yes, the Pasuk mentions the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but that these three acted as instruments of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It could not have been done without the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And work proceeds on the mikdash. It goes along extremely well, extremely fast. And so Pesach Teshuvah, because Yehi Yisir Bais Adonai Ad Yom Chlosol Yerech Adar, the mikdash was completed on the third day of Adar, the Yihave Shnas Shes, which is the sixth year, the Malchus Dajavesh the reign of Dajavesh. So if you calculate the entire construction takes four years, some say with the months lapping over, it could be four and a half months, four years and and, and three, four months. So it is done with extreme alacrity. And so on that day, uh, the 3rd of Nisan, The Kohanim, the Levim, and the rest of the returning exiles all gather and celebrate the temple's inauguration with joy. There is immense joy. The Hikrivu Lchanukas Pesel L'Hay Dinah Torin Mea Dikrin Masayim Imrin Abram Mea Utsipre Eizin Lachatzas Al Kol Yisrael Treasol LeMinyon Shifte Yisrael, and so they offer at the dedication a um, hundred bulls, two hundred rams, four hundred sheep, twelve hundred young goats, and it is the offerings of all Yisrael according to the number of tribes, of the 12 tribes. So we know there aren't 12 tribes at this point. There are only Yehuda and Binyamin. And so some of say that there are remnants of the other lost tribes of the 10 tribes there in Bavel who went up. Some say it's more a symbolic gesture of hope that in the source of building this temple, the other 10 tribes will emerge totally and be part of B'nai Yisrael again. There is a valid question. Why don't we make the third of Nisan, the dedication, um, a holiday? You are right, Adar. The third of Adra, why isn't that a legal holiday? There is a positive mitzvah to Mechanei and there is no record of it being done. The Meforshim said that what we have is a different day of Hanukkah sabayis, and that is later on with the Chashmonoim in Hanukkah, that the miracle of the lights after the temple had been desecrated, that is the true day of rededication. Interestingly, these korbanos, the 100 bulls, the 200 rams, there is no counterpart to that in the Torah. Um, This was done as a a one-shot time thing that they did on their own to celebrate, and that there really is no basis for that uh, in the Torah. And all of the tribes are represented in some small degree, take part. Now... They establish the kohanim in their groups and the leviyim in their divisions. Um, To do the avoda as written in the Torah. So some observe that the description of the kohanim in groups and the Leviim in their divisions mark a more demarcated structure for the Leviim. The Levium have exact jobs. They know that Shomrei Hasharim, they guard the gates, they do the music, and you'll see they do other things. The Kohanim, we learned, only four families went back when they were 24 initially in Bayez Rishon. They're much more stretched out their duties are much less defined because as we see they're done by lottery. So that would explain the uh, use of those nouns why the Kohanim have a lesser degree of regimentation than the leviyim, uh as is written in Sefer Moshe. Um, continues in Navi, Vayasu b'nei gola es HaPasa." And now the returning exiles beg the Pesach, that is the next step. In other words, uh, we said three of Adar, then comes the 14th day of Nisan, a month and a half later. In the 14th day, they are ready for the carbon Pesach. And now a most interesting phenomenon Miraculously, all the kohanim, all the Levim, as if in one voice, one person, are all in a state of tahara. We have learned that there were always Jews who were in a state of Tumah for whatever the reason they had touched Tumah before the Korban Pesach, they had touched a corpse and there was not enough time to cure them. Or as we learned there on Derek Recholka, they are away for Korban Pesach, the first one. They do Pesach Sheni, for those who were not Tahor during the first Pesach. Here, there is perhaps the first and only time in history no one is tame; They are all in a state of Tahara. Um, extraordinary occurrence. And now they eat, all of them eat, as we say, in Tahara. The Korban Pesach, the people, the children of the Ga'ula who return, the Chol Hanivdal mitumatz those who have separated themselves from the Tuma of the rest of the nations of the world, meaning the converts, the Gerim, who are a very important part of Korban Pesach. We have the the rule is that when a um, convert is accepted into the tribe of Israel and has the requisite bris. His next thing is to make the Korban Pesach. That's how closely linked the Korban Pesach is to the elimination of Avodah Zorah. Uh, and they've come, L'drosh Hashem Eloke Israel to seek the Kaddish Baruch shivas yomim and they make the korban Pesach in tremendous simcha you will note by the way we have switched from ashuris from uh, aramaic back to hebrew at this point bayach shiva seven days besimcha with total joy They are overjoyed and grateful to the king of Ashur who has made this possible. And so we have to stop here and say, Assyria, they are gone from the world stage for over 100 years. Why are we mentioning the um, nation of Assyria? The answer being that, by the way, uh, it's often interchangeable. In Novi, Ashur and Bavel, and the reason being is that Ashur was subsumed into Bavel, so it really it didn't just cease to exist; it existed, and so we're including them in that. And that um, we mention as well that they are uh, not only synonymous, but they are recognized as a separate existing nation. Even for all intents and purposes, they are not part of the empire. So it was absorbed into Bavel, which was absorbed into Paras. And uh, as we said, those 10 tribes are part of the return So we conclude with tremendous joy, tremendous anticipation, tremendous optimism. Now, one thing we may have observed by now, we've complete six prakim of Ezra, and we have not yet even met or heard from the protagonist of Sefer Ezra, that being Ezra himself, and emir to Hashem. That will be rectified tomorrow morning, 8.45 a.m. You will not want to miss it. Be there. Ad Khan.